With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Still using a manual razor? Join the facial hair revolution with the Philips Norelco One Blade. This innovative tool lets you trim, edge, and shave your beard or stubble with ease. One Blade, your style, made simple. Available in Walmart. To 2-2, two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go, and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Yo! Welcome to the second ever Touchy Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis and uh, I'm joined by uh, Leroy again. How are you doing, man? What's going on? You good? Yeah, man, I'm good. Two pods in a row for you. We're I know, okay, I know, then. I know. You know what? Yeah, I'm being a bum, so I'm not working that much. So yeah, right, let's record the podcast, innit? Well, that's something I've never heard from you before. So. <laughs> oh no, I've been noticing a few different things in your mentality recently. So, we'll, but we'll yeah, get yeah. onto that. We'll get onto yeah, that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> We got German Dan. Yeah, man, I'm back. You're back again, I'm man. Back. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm here to wrap to my Uzo guy, man. Yeah. This year we're coming back, man. Oh. The resurgence is. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll get to it. Um, hey, uh, I just bought some football index stock, so I have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and we've got a new guest, Adrian. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Good evening. Good evening. So we we don't know much about you, Adrian, but like, where, where what is your stance? Um, like, are you Emery in, Emery out? Because I feel like Anton has brought you in to to provide a little bit of like contrast and opinions. Yeah, I'm a bit of an Emery in. I think we need okay. the change. I think he's brought the change. Mm. Um, so I'm 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 Emery in. Yeah. All right, then, man. Um, where can people? Are you on Twitter and social media and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm slow on it though. I'm gonna step right. up my my. my we'll get you some followers. Oh, What's your at name? Wait. Oh, it's a coach one. So I've got to get another one because that's my coaching one. I'm a live coach on the side. Okay. So yeah, but you don't want to give that one out. Um, it's nah, not that. Nah, one. you <laughs> can't do that because you're gonna have bare football Twitter needs. Yeah, don't want to get any the sack, fam. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we start, make sure to use the hashtag um, Touchline Fracas. Um, anything you disagree with, anything that you enjoy. I hope you like the intro music, by the way. That took me a fucking ages to do it, all right? So you guys better bloody appreciate it. Um, Lewis is doing his full Tim Westwood, taking credit for the black man's achievements. Yeah, okay, I am, cool. actually. I am, I am doing that. Full yeah. Tim Westwood. Appropriation. <laughs> I'm still going to uni like, raise. Man's like, talking like he wrote a song, you know. I'm still no, going to uni raise, mashing work. <laughs> but, um, yeah, oh. I... Guys, just remember, we do have our live event on the 11th of August. So tickets, I know tickets are going really fast. Um, so get your tickets while you can. They're on shibs.com. Um, you'll be able to come down and watch the uh, the live game, which will be uh, Newcastle against Arsenal. And then some other random game, which is on at four o'clock. No one really cares about it. But um, get your tickets at shibs.com and we'll have a live podcast afterwards. There's going to be booze. So if I see Pepe, Seblos link up, Listen, Hennessy all around on me, innit? That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, get your tickets for that. <laughs> You're still popping bottles. Well, I didn't, I didn't take bottles. Whoa. <laughs> Vegas money. I didn't take bottles. I've got, I've got a bottle that I bought duty-free, and I'll, I'll pour it. Lose the plug in that. <laughs> all right, guys, let's start with the game today. Um, were you surprised at how weak the lineup was? Nah, man. All the all the big boys probably didn't want to show up. Like I said, Ceballos probably said, "Like Emery, I'm not I'm not going to Angus, bro. What would you want me to go there for? It's mm. Barcelona next week. Like leave me at home." Yeah. Now nah, you know what? Really and truly, it's, it was probably wasn't a big game. It probably was a one game too many, really. So I, I just think he decided, "Ah, oh, let's just go take the kids and that." It wasn't. They weren't really serious about this game, and you could tell when they approached. To be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, we have had quite a lot of friendlies this this season, haven't we? It felt if it was a lot more active than a. A Wenger preseason in recent years because I remember a preseason where we maybe only had like four friendlies or so against Austrian fifth division sides. Yeah, in the, in the Austrian training camp. But um, I feel it's like a marketing thing, isn't it? Because a lot of a lot of these preseason tours now are marketing like the Champions Cup and the um, mm. Audi. Yeah, Cup. definitely, I agree with that. <clears throat> so yeah, you're just getting your you're getting your face out there to the new markets, and I think that's what it's about. Yeah. I don't know what market we were getting ourselves out to today against uh, Angers. That must have been oh. part of like the Ren Rad. Uh, what's his name? Ren Adelaide deal or something like that, right? Well, French wine farmers buy shirts too, B. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We gotta give them some promo, of course. Um, yeah. So, did anyone? I don't know who caught the game. I caught bits and pieces of it, um, but when same I saw the lineup, same I wasn't here. really too interesting if I'm I want the whole thing like a Muppet so. oh yeah okay yeah. you're a fiend that's right man so Bob, right. I am a new <laughs> I tell you so so did anyone stand up for you because what I saw it was quite a a bit of an abject as you said like 
people didn't really seem fussed about the game. So, um, did you, did anyone stand out to you? I know Zach uh, Medley played at the back. What you know, people were touting him as maybe a um, a potential. He had a disaster class. Yeah, yeah. Zach awful. Medley disaster class. He, he did he was... play at right back? Did he? Oh, no, centre back. Oh, was he left centre back? Okay. Terrible. He mm. was terrible. Like his feet were all over the place. Oh, God damn. He, he was giving the ball away. Like he, he got hooked at half time. He was mm. a mess. So um, in terms of stand out, like it's difficult because you could tell everyone was kind of on a lay late. No one was really serious about the game. Yeah. Um, in the first fifteen minutes, Genduzi stood out head and shoulders above anyone else on our team. It's yeah. like, yeah, he's he's just miles better than anyone that we had out today. Mm-hmm. Um, no some may really... say this is Genduzi's level. Some certain nah. So man, you know, some Mugger fans, yeah, they yeah, might. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, forget them, man. But yeah, um, Genduzi stood out head and shoulders, in my opinion. Um, I don't really think anyone was particularly great or bad. Um, I mean, I was talking. You mentioned before... Martinelli, though. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, before yeah. the pod, I was mentioning Martinelli. Yeah. Now, Martinelli, for me, in my opinion, he technically doesn't look good. He's he's not good technically, but. I was saying before the pod, when you just watch him, I feel that there is a nine in there waiting to explode. Mm. I feel that he, the way he plays the game, it just stinks of a striker. Like it, he just looks like a striker. The way he moves is like a striker. Mm. His attributes are like a striker, face and goal. So I feel like when he gets a bit older, a bit stronger and stuff, because the thing is, even when you just look at when the ball drops in the box, he's there um, and he's decent at shooting and he hits the target. Well, no, it doesn't hit the target. He's, he's Close. He's either close or he's hitting the target. Mm. So, um, is there a player you're liking him to? Um, this is what I was saying like, before the pod. I was saying he's a bit Theo Walcott-ish in a good okay, way. Okay. In, in the good attributes of Theo Walcott, he reminds me of a younger Theo Walcott when he was at Southampton without the stepovers. Or, you know, when I was screaming when um, Abamyang was in Sydney and I was saying we should sign him from there. Yeah. He, he reminds me of a little bit of a Bamiang from St. Etienne, but maybe not not quite as good or not quite as polished and explosive. But he is only, seven, what, 17, just turned 18. Yeah. But um, there's definitely a striker in there for me. Like, I, I feel like out wide, he hasn't got the technical ability. He, he can't dribble. Um, there's not really much he can do. All he can do is move off the ball and find himself in the box on um, the opposite, opposite side. Yeah. But he's someone that I'm definitely keeping my eye on. Um, uh, John Jules is pretty good. John Jules is actually yeah. pretty good. Um, what what kind of a striker is he? Did he did he play up front or was it? No, he played at ten. Okay. So you had okay. Nel- yeah. you had you had uh, up front, uh, Nelson on the left, John Jules at ten, and uh, Martinelli on the right. I-, I think John Jules is actually pretty good. He's quite strong. Um, he's really good technically, but I mean, he didn't really do much in the game, but he just showed some nice touches. Everyone was gassing Nelson's performance yeah. again. I didn't see it. I, I-, I never I never see it with Nelson. Um, I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to ask how did he play. I'm- I mm. like John Drews, you know, but um, yeah, Nelson. That's just, I think the young, the game, he was decent, you know, but um, again, like sometimes he just doesn't really do it. I haven't seen the game today, but um, I kind of trust the analysis on this, and um, I just hope he, I just hope he explodes. That's my hope, man, and I'm trying to be hopeful. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, did anyone else? Did anyone what, else? What uh, about Willock? Um. How, Willock came on later. Um, he, he was pretty decent, he, but it was like standard. Like it wasn't really anything special. But mm. he, you could tell him no one was really bothered. Literally, no one mm. was bothered about what was going on. Uh, but you know yeah. what? With Willock, sorry, what I'm noticing now, there's that air of confidence, that arrogance in his performance now, where he's like, "I feel comfortable at this level, and I can do a little bit more." I think that makes a little bit of a difference for him, rather than compared to the others. Like 
um, he's more established Nelson in the team. He's now, a bit more established. Yeah. yeah, he's a bit more confident on the ball. Mm. So even though he's not having an outstanding game, he's shown that actually I'm comfortable and I can step up a gear in this game. So yeah, that's what I felt when I saw the last twenty minutes. Yeah, I like that about him and Enketia. I feel like their mentality are a bit different to like Reese Nelson. I feel yeah, like they're 100%. a lot more willing to take their opportunity. I don't know if that's the right word. Not to say that, that Reese Nelson hungry. doesn't want to. But yeah, hungry is the word, isn't it? Yeah. They're hungry, man. Yeah, they definitely seem hungry. And um, I've got a lot of time for players who are, are you know, displaying those kind of attributes rather than these lele kind of wingers who they know they're good but don't really think, have the capacity to express it. And I think the other thing for me as well, it's not that about being hungry, it's about being assured in your performance. And they're quite assured now. Mm. That That's what I feel like all right, I'm confident in this. I know what I can do. Where like Nelson's like trying to do a little bit extra to make sure he's noticed. Mm. And yeah, sometimes it's a bit yeah, too yeah. much. Fair enough. I think because I think he has settled what? after scoring in the Premier League. I think that's kind of settled him down. He's, he feels at home now. I think he wants to he wants to make it Arsenal. Obviously, it's difficult with the strikers we have. But um, I think he I think he's confident to kind of play in around this kind of level if it's in the Championship or um, for another Premier League team. Um, but yeah, what were you going to say, Leroy? No, I think the opposite. I think Nketia is showing the desire, but I think he hasn't settled. And I feel that... Oh, okay. I think that what, show, what shows that is the way he is in front of goal mm. because he's very, very good in terms of his movements in front of goal and he has been at under-23s, uh, under-18s all the way through. Um, he's improved in his general play a lot, but I feel like now, when he comes to senior level, he's so desperate to score that when he's in front of goal, he's snatching at things, he's getting his stride pattern wrong, he's getting his feet wrong, he's mm. not getting himself set, he's not striking the ball well. I feel like all he needs is a cup, a good run of someone to trust him, to say, Emery, say, look, I'm going to give you the Europa League games up front, that's you. Yeah. And he just needs a good run of games. And once he starts scoring, even though I don't think he's good enough for Arsenal long-term, I feel like he will keep nicking goals at this level. And I think if he actually did get a good run, I think he could get all comps, like, double figures. Oh, really? For the season, yeah, yeah, I think he's a goal scorer. He's another one. He's a goal mm. scorer, but mm. I feel like he needs to get the first few goals and relax in front of goal, mm. so it comes naturally because he's really so desperate at the moment. And then so that's why he's yeah. settled. And then shot him to Bournemouth yes. for like forty mil next summer. Uh, he's not light skinned enough. He's not light skinned. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did to Fulbright, man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, They're signing another one as well. You know, today I had a link with some some other Dutch light skinned. Some Dutchy, yeah. yeah. Ed, right. Eddie Howe loves it, man. Eddie Howe's probably got a lighty girlfriend as well. <laughs> he probably does, but uh, I don't even want to say what I'm thinking. <laughs> Eddie Howe's. I think Eddie Howe's got some troubles in his life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to the the Leon game then, which was you know a bit more um, uh, not intense, but you know we saw a lot more of the first team players on show, um, and it pr- probably gave us a better I- idea of where Arsenal actually are in their their um, their shape heading into the season. So, were there any uh, stand? I-, I know Aubameyang for me was unreal again. Um, he was fantastic. Um, were there anyone else to you that that stood out in that game? Yeah, Shabayos. Um, yeah, so, for his little twenty-minute um, yeah, cameo. Yeah, he only had a bit of a cameo, but it just looks like he just looks like so calm. Um, everything seems easy for him, and he takes. Do you know what? One thing I really um, really don't like about midfielders is when they take like reserve touches, mm. so they're focusing on just 
controlling the ball rather than what can I do as right. my next move. Sounds like Ramsey. So Shabazz, <laughs> and Jacket as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shabazz is one of these players he's just on the move. So as soon as the ball comes into his feet, he's not just stopping it. He's accelerating into the control. He's looking to exploit the space that is there. He's looking to find his teammates. Even if he's on the ball four or five seconds, maybe he should release it a bit earlier or something mm. like that. But he looks busy. Yeah, and then um, he kind of keeps the opposition guessing. He keeps the opposition on his toes, yeah. on their toes, and he he creates for that way. He creates space in the final third. Yeah, and I really feel that if if Emery utilizes him re- well this year in um, combination with Uzo, that they could have a very good partnership. And mm-hmm. um, just because Salah can find him in the final third, and Uzo doesn't have to worry about coming deep anymore because it's not really his game. He can do it a little bit, but and um, it's better just getting the ball off someone that is the link man. And I really feel, I really, I'm really quite excited for Sabah to play, and I hope Emmy uses him straight away. And um, I said before we started recording that I'm a bit worried that Emmy would try to settle him slowly, but um, I hope he uses him straight away because um, we need to have quality on the pitch, yeah. and he's definitely quality. So. Was it, it? It was encouraging to me that obviously he brought him on uh, centre midfield straight away. Um, so to me, that was a big sign of encouragement. Um, and it's it's so refreshing to, because we haven't had a midfielder like him since Kazula. You know, someone that you can just give the Facts. ball to under Facts. any, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, under 100%. any circumstance. You know, he, he was receiving the ball under a lot of pressure from, you know, and uh, Leon's midfield is quite physical and intense, you know. They uh, they had some big boys in there and uh, players with a lot of energy. And, um, oh, say, say, what, say what you, you want to say, How many PC times <laughs> do you want to use? I didn't say any please there, did I? Liz! Uh, <laughs> he was dancing around it. Listen, you <laughs> see these pundits, this is how they got to start doing it. If they want to keep being racist in the media, right? Yeah, they've got to start doing it this way. But, um, yeah, so, like, it was quite refreshing to have um, someone like him who can just get you out of trouble... Nick fouls, like he nicked quite a few fouls, um, which is something I feel like we've missed because um, last season we really struggled to get out of pressure. And um, rah, sirens, who's got the sirens? Oh, so yeah, um, yeah. So it's uh, I feel like it's really important to have a player in our team who's going to get us out of pressure and just you know just relieve some of that um, well pressure that we're under. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, defensively, definitely. you know. And um, he can only do that from midfield. So I think it's really important that he does uh, play in midfield for us. It's just this ball reception. Is, I think that's one of the it's one, it's a very underrated um, aspect of footballers in general, ball reception. Mm. As in, when the ball comes, I'm turning instantly. I know exactly where I'm going to go afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then, which is, I do kind of like Jack's passing range and stuff, but he's one of the players that's just, everything is too slow. Um, like It's just, I, I like players like Shabayas. Um turning quickly, moving the ball quickly, um, one twos, um, exploring the space. So I'm I'm quite I'm quite excited for this signing, as you can tell. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just looking forward to what he could bring to the team and how Emery looks to deploy him. Yeah. Um, as you said, centre midfield is the is the is the position for him. Yeah. Especially um since a lot of teams want to press us, um a lot of teams press in the prem. Um definitely someone that can play through the press turn on the ball and stuff so we we need to really utilise them well and we need to as, a, as we all know we need to maximise the players that we have at our disposal to really achieve our targets this year and um, yeah. yeah does anyone have any uh, reservations about Sabayos? yeah me okay um, why am I not surprised to hear that no nah, no nah, you know what I'm, I'm a big fan of Sabayos, so mm. I'm, I'm a big fan my only reservation is it's not about him as a player it's mm. about playing him in the pivot because I was saying this earlier in group chat mm. <sighs> 
Uh, Sabayos Torreira midfield in the Premier League worries me in a double pivot. Double pivot. I I hope. I mean, it's got enough technical quality and it's got a lot of attributes that you'd want, but it, I just feel like it lacks too much physicality. And mm. against teams like Watford with Decore and Kapue, mm. you, I just even Spurs with Inambele and Wanyama or mm. something like that. Mm. You're just gonna get overrun. Mm. So even though I would. Sabaos in the at the base of midfield makes so much sense to be able to progress the ball to Ozil etc yeah. um, even with Ozil in the team I, I just do not see it in a lot of games maybe a lot of home games against teams that we're definitely going to beat yeah. but I just feel like we do need a bit more robustness and a bit more um, who, who athleticism and energy in the middle who is that player no, for you then? Can do no but no, we're just gonna. Yeah, we're probably gonna have to play one of um, Shaka and Genduzi with 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 Torreira in midfield because mm. in terms of our options, it's not ideal. Yeah. But that's gonna give us at least the most physicality. So we we get overrun anyway. If we get completely overrun, you just you're just gonna lose a lot of games and mm. you're gonna create a lot of defensive opportunity, um, offensive opportunities for the other team. Yeah. So I I mean I've no no reservations about Savas as a player. He's a baller. But in terms of that too, which a lot of people want to see, and I do want to see it, I hope yeah. it works, mm. but I do have mm. reservations about it. Okay, fair enough. Call, call me a madman, but um, we, we talked about Ramsey's ball reception, for example, not being the greatest, but you do really need players that stretch the game and um, where are the opposition through their runs. So we need someone that is... Um, Ramsey gave us physicality to some degree in midfield, so whenever mm. he missed, you could kind of tell. Yeah. Even though his technical ability from deep is, is, is just not great, but um, he, give, he gives you a, a different edge. And then um, I think we probably lack that profile. Um, call me a madman, but I think um, if we can get a half decent difficult deal, I'm having him because I think we can use, use him in the big games. Just have another big body in there. Who are you talking about? No. Who are you talking about? Kadera. No way. Kadera. Okay. Uh, I, I, I was going to ask about that, but we'll get we'll get onto that later on in the pod. We'll get onto that later on. Yeah, the pod. we can do that. Yeah. Um, okay. What about Reese Nelson? Because this was the game for me where kind of like put some doubt in my mind that okay this kid might actually be decent um and he's i feel like he's finally started to show what uh the rest of twitter and you know also all, all of these like you know top reds uh have been banging on about and um yeah what, what are you guys top gooners. On? yeah these yeah the top not the touchy gooners the uh the top gooners um yeah, what what was you guys' thoughts on on Nelson's performance, particularly uh, from the left? No one wants to go now. <laughs> oh, right. right, I thought you guys would be chomping at the bit to get to Nelson. You know, I was I was kind of waiting um, for someone else to chop in, but no, I, I think, as I said, yeah, go on. Eddie. I think for me, Nelson, he will do things okay, and for me, I kind of link him to. A Redmond, but not as polished as Redmond. So he will do things. He will kind of chip in and in and out game, but it's not consistent enough. And I don't think there's enough quality at the end of his of his games so or whatever he's going to decide to do. There's not enough quality or consistent quality in that. Mm. Um, and I see him making blind crosses in the game. I was like, you're just crossing for the sake of it. You're not even putting it in a dangerous area. You're just mm. kicking it in there, mm. and that's not quality for me. Like at this level now, you should be able to be picking out a ball where it's going to put threat on the keeper put the keeper under pressure or the defence yeah. and he does not do that for me enough okay I would agree that exactly I agree because for me a lot of the time when I look at young players and their development I feel like okay what do you bring now and then what do I think you can add to your game which is going to see you rise to the level that's required Nelson has some nice attributes so in this game against Leon, he showed pace 
Um, he showed he could be quick off the mark. He showed he could be a little bit tricky. But um, I think, um, as Adrian said, when he got into the final third, the quality was lacking. Mm. So what you need in the final third at a top quality team is one, you need some kind of end product and that's going to be delivery, that's going to be finishing, etc. And then a big, big part of it is you need the quality to hold the ball so moves don't break down. Yeah. Um, ideally, you'd have both, but you need at least one. And for me, Nelson lacks in terms of keeping the ball and it, it breaks down quite a lot, so he has a lot of turnovers mm. and then he doesn't have the quality in end product at all either mm. like he, do, he does have a few nice attributes but I just don't see I, I, I really I really don't see it I, I don't see anything else it just, that's just my opinion what, on him what do you guys think do you think we would be able to package him up and sell him for good profit in the Premier League like if he gets a couple of good games a couple of goals in the Premier League I feel like his, his stock would rise a little bit and because yeah, I don't think he'd probably be good enough for Arsenal, but yeah, you would yeah. sell him to like 100%. 100%. Yeah, money. definitely, hundred um, percent. Like, I mean, the thing is, he'd probably be good enough to have a Premier League career. I'm just talking about we're trying to level. be mm. at a top level, top four uh, Champions League. That's what yeah. we're trying to be, and I just I don't see I do I do not see him getting there. Yeah, I do not see him getting there. Like I I see more in Saka potentially getting there than mm. Reece Nelson getting there. Who, who would yeah, you I say you, out so. of the out of the youngsters, uh, the the young wide men? Um, who would you, and uh, and I'm including um, Emil Smith Rowe in that. Who would you guys say is number one the most polished and who has the better end product right now? Emil Smith Rowe. Emil Smith Rowe. Easy. So it looks like he's going on loan to Wolfsburg, right? So he's. Um, well, I did see a rumor about that. I don't know how true it is, but uh, I, that would be an interesting move for him if he if he was to go. <clears throat> um, all right, let's move on uh, then. Because I don't think his last one worked out, did it? Though he's like, he, got he got injured. He got injured. Yeah. yeah, he got injured. So I think this will be his first real stint. Um, you know, it 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 raised Nelson's stock quite a bit. So maybe uh, Dan, you said about football index. Maybe we can put a a, a bit on a uh, Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, Germany seems to be about... the hype league, doesn't it? Where uh, players seem to get a lot of attention. <laughs> Listen, um, the the thing with Emil Smith Rowe is. Um, at Leipzig, he obviously was injured. He couldn't, couldn't get to play that much. But they still wanted to keep him on for a year. And mm. I don't want to shit on Nelson because I still think there's a good player in him and, I, and I'm hopeful for him to do well. Um, but it was different with uh, with Nelson. Um, as in the, the the interest wasn't as strong from Hoffman to say, listen, we want him for another year. Yeah. So was, Leipzig really tried. So it kind of shows you that he didn't even play and they wanted him to he stay on. And Leipzig are much better than Hoffman. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think most Ruffles, uh, Smith Rowe is probably the, the most talented player we have probably coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really I'm really going to keep an eye on his um, on his development. Um, talking about football index and development, I, I, I put a, I put a couple um couple of pounds on Amiachi and um, his oh, stock yeah. <laughs> dropped yeah. a lot when he when he started. <laughs> <down. laughs> How did it drop? <laughs> How did it drop? Like it dropped a lot, bro. I really? ain't gonna lie, it dropped a lot, man. I'm just at the firm. What? <laughs> and a lot of people get onto me for shitting on these young players. I would love nothing more than Nelson to explode and be a first team regular. Mm. That would make me so happy. Someone from the academy, a young black boy from from London. That that'd be amazing. But I just I just have to call it as I see it. So yeah, yeah we have to be we have to be objective, man. So yeah, fair enough. All right, let's move on because um. Well, even though it's not confirmed, I think we're pretty safe now. Uh, am I right in saying that? Can I say that? Can I say it yet? <laughs> well, I mean, we've yeah, yeah, seen him at the ground, didn't it? So, like, he was yeah, holding yeah. an Arsenal bag, you know, that all the yeah, club yeah, officials yeah. are holding Pepe shirts and stuff like that. So, yeah. it looks yeah, like we're yeah. almost home and dry. So, all right, let's, let's talk about Pepe. Uh, Rumours today that, um, obviously, he's going to be... What, was it ninety thousand pound a week? I don't know how we've managed that. 
Um, because I I thought he would be on, you know, maybe 120, 130. So that seems like it's good business. And maybe is another factor into uh, why we went for Pepe and not for someone else. Um, just thoughts on Pepe as a player and where we see him fitting in. Um, what position he's going to play. And what that means for the the team shape and other players play, uh, currently in the team as well. Does anyone have any strong opinions yeah. on that? I know Leroy probably does, but I think he's going to be the coming off the right. I think to be fair, Emre wants to go back to the four-two-three-one and use that formation as much as possible this season mm-hmm. if we get tyranny. Um, but that's his formation, or in the number ten and odd games up front. I think that's where we're going to see him just coming in, utilizing his pace and his left foot. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely his best position. I, the only concern I have with that being his best position is that means Aubameyang is going to be shifted uh, out to the left if we stick with the four-two-three-one. Because I feel like he's yeah. going to stick with Lacquer up front. I don't feel like Aubameyang's going to play up front. And as good as Aubameyang has been in preseason, he's been our best player in preseason. I think we could all probably unan- unanimously agree on that. Um, He's a sh- he's just not the same player on the left. His explosiveness is not going to count for much. He's not good enough on the ball to you know to beat players out there in a in a confined space. Um, I, I just that's the only downside I see of signing Pepe and playing him on the right. Does anybody want breakfast, guys? Let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I think uh, in a way, our attack will be um, imbalanced. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess Emery's going to go left the Bamiyang up top, like I said, on the right Pepe. And... Um, I'm I'm very excited for Pavi to sign. Um, I literally didn't think it was possible. Um, uh, I I just thought there'd be too much competition for him from other clubs, and also um the financial aspect. Um, like this is a this is a real coup. So I really wanted to 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 pay off, and I think the best way of paying off obviously would be paying him in this natural position. So, um, he has to play on the right. Anything else makes no sense really. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got you got to look at um, Lacazette and Aubameyang. Um, ideally, you shift one of them, the one that scores less goals. Um, even though Lacazette is a, is, a, is a great player, I like him quite a bit. Um, but I think we kind of need to um, either shift him or by, so, sign another wide man and let Lacazette and Aubameyang compete for the for the top spot. We need a balanced attack. As I said, um, it's about um, using the, um, what we got at our disposal the best we can. And if that means selling Lacazette, um, then I'm, I'm here for it. If you're buying like, someone like Zaha for the left, um, just to have like a balanced attack, I think it will make a huge difference in, in, in games that are very tight. Because um, I just I just think um, moment and in, in certain moments you don't want you don't want Aubameyang picking up the ball from the left driving. You want him to do the run. Um, someone else picking up the ball from the mm-hmm. left and driving and giving it to someone and finding the pass to find Aubameyang. Yeah. And um, I do think Emery will um, base our team on being a counter attacking team. That's just his style. And um, I think Aubameyang is better suited to that than um, Lacazette. Lacazette is probably better um, suited in a winger system. 
But even in that system, I think like, like um, Aubameyang will probably outscore him. So uh, at the end of the day, Aubameyang is an elite goal scorer. Um, I mean, he scored 20 plus goals in the league last year and he probably should have scored more. Actually, he should have scored more, probably should have scored more. And if we get a cohesive attack, cohesive enough attack, because I don't really trust Emmy 100%, um, I can see him scoring even more. So um, a balance in the attack would be would be huge. And um, Pepe can chip in with goals as well. Um, if it's balanced, of course. Yeah. Uh, Leroy, um, yeah, yeah. So Pepe, like, when I was watching him, in terms of his attributes, I mean, we've, we've all been talking about it for a long time, saying that would be a player that would be good for Arsenal. I feel like attributes-wise, yes, definitely. Like, he's someone that I've been looking at. But my only concern is, does he have the quality? And we, we're we not going to know until we see it. Because when I watch him, he's got uh, he's fantastic off the ball. He's fantastic physically. He's not very clean on the ball. He's not very technically clean. Um, not very secure. Creates a lot of turnovers. So, um, it's, it's going to be... What I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for uh, 70% of what Sanchez was. Like a Sanchez light in terms of off the ball. Not even though Sanchez wasn't off the ball, but in terms of output, he's just going to be a numbers merchant. Mm -hmm. He's just going to score lots of goals and create lots of assists. Fingers crossed. In terms of how he fits into the team, um, I think him, someone like him with that truth, even though he only plays in one position and he's quite, well, two positions, he's quite rigid in that. I feel like because of his style, it gives us a lot of options. And we've got a lot of different ways which we can set up the attack. Now, obviously, we've got a lot of big players, so you're going to have a Bamiang off the left, Pepe off the right, Laxit up top. I'm not sure that will work in, especially the big games, in terms of if we set up an counter-attack, because that's going to be electric. Like, you've got Lacazette who can hold the ball very well, and you've got two absolute flyers down the wings who are both shooters as well. But in the smaller games, when we have to break down teams, I'm not sure if that's going to work. It's going to be it's going to be a difficult one because I feel like the team is a little bit imbalanced and you need more ball handlers in the team. I don't think you can get away with having Pepe and Aubameyang up wide, and that's why I feel like even though we, I would love someone different in the squad to do the job, Iwobi's going to have to come in and play on the left, that just to give the team a bit of balance because um, I don't see us breaking down attacks particularly well with though, that attacking trident personally. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Well. There were links of... I don't know how true these links are, but there's links today of we're apparently still in for Zaha, despite the fact that bro, we're about to sign Pepe. Bro, if if we sign Zaha, a centre-back in Tierney, I said we're winning the league. <laughs> we're winning the league. <laughs> Listen, you've got, I, I don't got... know what the broken foot has done to you, yeah? But bro, you've bro. gone from <laughs> title challenge to winning the league in like two two hours, bro. Like, bro I, I couldn't care less, yeah? <laughs> And the thing is, for me to say that, you know me. That's I know, that's thing. what I'm saying. There's something if wrong with you, bro. The morphine, the morphine. And Tierney, we are winning the league. I'm putting yeah. £100 on it. I'll bro. put £100 on it. Listen. I'm telling you now. Listen, I need everybody out. Are you self-medicating, bro? Liverpool, City and Etihad. Bang them up. 3-1, bang them up. Now, on a real note, I do think we'll push for the title because... Even though, like, a lot of what I said will still apply, I just feel that the blend of attributes, especially physical attributes, and the amount of pressure we can put on defences with those four players in our in our in in our attacking um, it would be dumb. options, yeah, it's ridiculous. Dumb. We we will even I don't care how bad a coach Emmy is going forward, 
you're going to score hatfuls of goals. Mm. Hatfuls of goals. All you need is a semi-competent defence and a midfield that can supply that attack. Mm. And that's it. Honestly, Zaha and top of Pepe this is, is a game changer. What Liverpool are doing, isn't it? Exactly. It's a game changer. And the thing is, everyone was saying, okay, mm. Liverpool, we were comparing attacks. In my opinion, if we sign Zaha, our attack's better than Liverpool's. Mm. Okay. Our attack is better than Liverpool's. But, but, Seriously. But, but, I mean, to get Zaha, would that mean we would have to sell someone? Um, we sell because Gilly I thought today. we'd have Gilly to sell someone to get Pepe. Sorry? I thought we'd have to sell someone to get Pepe, so who knows? But I feel like the Palace thing is, I don't want think... the money up front, don't they? Lille, we've kind of got away of it because, you know, they're offering us some um, cushy instalment plan, but Palace are a bit more wise to it. Bob, Nat West is there! Barclays is there! <laughs> get low, <laughs> Bob! Get low, Bob! <laughs> Bob, what's it, what's it, the, the base rate is what? 0.75%? 4%? He's done his research, you know. He's done his due diligence. You know. <laughs> Bob, is there. Let's get that one alone, man. Bob, one guy. You're nuts. Nah, do it. If, you, if, if they have the opportunity to do it, mm. that will show the most balls I've ever seen from my club in my lifetime. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Anything anything is possible with Don Raul at the helm, man. Oi. Bob, that is balls. <laughs> nah, nah, seriously, if they do that, I rate them. I rate Kroenke. I rate Raul. That's balls. You, you've gone for it. You've gone for it. Say no more. No matter what, we're not, even if we epically fail, I cannot complain. Yeah. L- Leroy, you, you, you prefer Zaha to Pepe, right? Yes, definitely. So you think, you think Zaha's the better player? Yes, yeah. Okay. Does anyone yes, else so do agree? I. With, right. So Dan, you agree yeah, as well? Yeah, so do I. Okay, so... Yeah, I did. Oh, no, so I don't. Well. Adrian? I don't. I don't. I don't think he's the better player. I think he looks... For me, Zaha, he does a lot of work, but again, the consistency of his end product is not there for me. And if you're looking at numbers alone, then Pepe's killing him. Or you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Mm. If you're looking at last season and this season, what I hear from people, but he's at Palace. But even at Palace, you can still consistently put in good balls, score good goals, and etc. And he's not doing that. I was, watching, I was looking at a YouTube channel of the guy other day and the guy pulled up some stats where he scored goals from and it's the total opposite side from where he likes to take the shot mm. from anyway I just feel there's a lack of quality in the end product of Zaha like he's dangerous he does everything like he takes on players he does but then I see him put a ball out for a throw on nine times out of ten like, the, main, the main thing for me with Zaha is, is the knock on effect like the way this guy would create um, higher scoring um, scenarios for Aubameyang and Lacazette mm. And then, like, I just think, especially with Bamiya, like, the highest scoring scenarios he can create through his dribbling, because as fast as his dribbling goes, and then in the league, there's no one else, really. There's yeah. no one. Hazard has gone Zaha. Like, Premier League defenders are on skates. Mm. Like, yeah. They need to double up on him. Like, Zaha so is such a handful. He dominates an attack. He dominates the focus yeah, of an attack. And exactly as Dan is saying, when you've got a player like that, who even if he's not putting in quality balls, he's dominating the focus of attack because teams can't handle him, they're hacking him down. You've got quality players like Aubameyang, Lacazette and Pepe who are, who, who are free, who who have more time, that extra split second to do things. But um, in terms of Zaha and the stats thing, like, I'm not sure if I said it on the last pod, um, I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but um, Zaha scored, I mean, Pepe scored, what, 14 non-penalty goals and got 10 assists. Yeah. Zaha got 10 goals and he doesn't I don't think he takes penalties and he got five assists yeah. Zaha is in Chris, yeah he's in Chris Palace who's playing 17th Pepe finished second in their league yeah. if you go back to when Pepe finished I think 16th or 17th in the league he got 12 non-penalty goals and five assists mm-hmm. the, the, those numbers aren't dissimilar from Zaha his stats are highly inflated with penalties yes he's more creative yes he creates more big chances but really and truly 
the goals aren't that significantly different when you actually adjust for one, the level of uh, their team they're playing in relative to their league, and two, the level of the leagues. Because at the end of the day, it's harder to score in the Premier League than it is, is in France. And no one's no one scores more in the Premier League than they do in France unless they significantly improve. So I, I feel like the numbers thing is a little bit overstated with Pepe and Zaha, to be honest. Unless Pepe massively kicks on from here. If you look at what they've done in terms of their careers so far, I think it's a little bit overstated. Yeah, I mean, I've pulled up the statistics. So, I mean, you'll be it's no surprise to hear that Pepe trumps him in absolutely every metric you can find except dribbling. Um, so in terms of goals, expected goals, chances created, expected assists, you know, you know you get that that map thing on understat. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. a bit nuts still. But obviously that but doesn't his, tell. his team was nearly challenging for the title. His team was coming it, it well, was, as much it, as you can for PSG. It was, but then, you know, players like Madison um, created more than Zaha. Um, Crystal Palace are shit. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but they finished above Bournemouth from Ryan Fraser created more than Zaha. Yeah, true. Fair enough. And fair I, enough. I, I'm, okay. I'm, listen, I'm not, listen, I understand the causal link between being... A, a top of the table side and that going along with you creating more chances I, I absolutely get that but mm. I'm I kind of I do agree with Adrian that um I do have a reservation about Zaha's ability to um his final ball essentially yeah. and I feel like someone with his weapons I agree with that. someone with I, his weapons I agree with that. someone with his arsenal should probably be creating a bit more like I've got his expected assists here um, his expected assists for last season was five. He got five assists. Um, so, you know, he was acting on par. Um, I just feel like someone with his attributes should probably be doing a bit better than that. They um, should. No, when I look I at his, his big chances created, I think he only created six big chances last season. I understand Palace don't have great strikers, but, you I, know, I find, he did I have Mitchell Batshuayi for a bit. Those stats. Sorry? I found it difficult to assess those stats and, and contextually because... We're talking about different leagues. We're talking about different player profiles. Also, who they're playing with. I mean, Pepe plays with Ikone, uh, Bamba, players that kind of suit his skill set. Like, they're doing little interchanges, breaking lines. I don't quite know if, or feel like Zaha has the the, the, great, the greatest environment around him at, at Palace. He probably and doesn't. Then, he I, doesn't, does he? That, let's, yeah, let's exactly. be real. He doesn't have the greatest environment at Palace. And that is definitely a factor into why his numbers maybe exactly. are a bit smaller. But... And, and that... I have similar reservations about his end product, um, but I just feel like the skill set he has is so unique and is um, is so severe that it could benefit the team overall greatly. Yeah. So um, Agreed. Agreed. that's that's what that's just what I'm looking at, and yeah. I'm not trying to knock Pepe. Like, I'm like, I think Pepe has the type of skill set as well. You could explode next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen Salah do it. Like, it's not not like he's going to do exactly the same. No. But they're similar, similar kind of players. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great runs off the ball. Um, hungry for goals, um, good left foot to finish. So, um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm happy with either, but um, I kind of slightly prefer Zaha because of the knock-on effect. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, just like I mean, we 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 were arguing about Carrasco and Fraser. Wait, I'm done. At the beginning of the summer, when we were linked with Fraser and that, I was getting spots and I was getting acne. I think I lost about a kilo in weight. I was having night sweats waking up. Like I, I was stressed. So yeah, now I'm so chilled. 
And to be honest, I'm happy with whatever I get because at least it's not them, man. There. Yeah. Oh God. Wait, Arsenal fans Jesus. were kidding themselves that Fraser was good enough, you know. Wow, so I was a, going. Man, 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 you know what? Here, one you, I, I even argued one year. He said he, he told me categorically Fraser is better than Ozil. Yeah, that's uh, Jesus. That's 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 you need to name the shape still. Have you got an app name? Because we can bombard <laughs> insults to him still. But yeah, that's that's a bit nuts. Um, just in regards to Zaha, just th- those links. Um, so obviously, f- I can't see us being able to afford it. So what with Tierney, which I do expect to go through. I don't know what the first instalment would be, but I'm imagining maybe about ten to fifteen million. Um, I don't know how I, I don't know how accurate that is, but then that would probably bring our spending for the summer to about thirty five million. Um, so that doesn't leave enough in the budget for Zaha. Uh, I know we're selling Bielik, which we'll get to later, but that's, I, again, I don't know the dynamics of that deal. I don't know how that's, that's spread across. Um, do you see, if if we are indeed in for Zaha, do you guys see uh, a, a high-profile departure from Arsenal in the next uh, 10 days or so? No. Um, I mean, the only high-profile thing, which would be the highest of highest profiles, is if Mustafi leaves, then, I mean... That, then that's big <laughs> but in terms of like I'm assuming you mean Aubameyang Lacazette then yeah. man mm-hmm. I, I don't see I don't no. see that happening so, yeah, I, can't I, agree. Agree. I mean I, but then but then if if that doesn't happen I don't see Zaha happening Um, but to be honest who knows like who, uh, because I, I didn't see any of this happening to be fair mm. so I, I, I'm, I'm clueless I'm just completely clueless that's, I'm just, I'm just here point. for the ride yeah that's a fair I point. think we don't know what's going on at the club I think we probably don't even know the budget like we're still talking about this 45 mil we don't know if it actually is mm. I know it's, it's still looking like it and we, they're doing greatly operating the way they have been but is it really we don't know like it's mm. just so secretive and I even think Unstein looked out the loop this year like he said we didn't bid for Pepe and then yeah. um, when the information broke um, through other journalists he, he kind of jumped on the bandwagon so mm. oh. I just don't know if there's the information that's coming to the market about Arsenal from, from credible news outlets is actually accurate I, just, mm. I think they have no clue what the fuck we're doing. It, yeah. You know um, why? It's because Rao is moving like yeah. a slimy yeah, bastard, yeah. and I love it. He's mm. being so coy, <laughs> leaking we, things at yeah, the right time. Mizzet tried to so come on the cruddy one, yeah, about, oh, you know, when I was there, we tried the statistical approach, but. Fuck off, you nerd. Fuck off, you nerd. Stop by your laptop, lad. Fucking nerd. When you say Mott has a seat, yeah? Yeah, bruv. Bruv, we're talking about cigars and then sting. Listen, Don Don said yeah, he's giving me a lot of hope, man. Like I think we need someone who is quite ruthless in the market, man. We haven't had anyone like that for Yeah man. I don't think we've had anyone like that in my in my life. Not too corrupt, but a bit corrupt. Yeah, that's what we need, yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's um let's go on to some of the potential incoming. So uh Dan you said you're you're uh, an advocate for signing Kadira. I'm very it's much like, against hey, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who said advocate for fighting? Bro, you said Who Yeah, Lewis is trying to throw me under the bus and drive Listen, me we can go back. We can go back. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, go, um, what, was your, what was your thoughts behind the Kadira signing? Basically, I'm not too much against it um, because I just feel like we Sound lack like advocate to me. Of a, um, okay, maybe I'm an advocate then. <laughs> But um, I just feel like we kind of like that profile. We just, I don't want him to start every game. I just think certain games he'd be able to utilise him. And um, if we can get him at no transfer fee, 
um, 100k for on a on a one year deal, I, I'd do it. Why not? Like just have them for the year and then you use them when we can. I, I hope we really can get like a like um like a, I think he earns like 140 a year. Event, so I might be wrong. No, but these man, I, this time's man's asking for 250. Yeah, right. He, he asked for six million mm. um, pre tax, which works out to be is it 220, 230 post-tax, a week? Post tax. Post tax. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. 230. Yikes. I mean, I mean the game. <laughs> no, no. To you, at the end. Like, that's too much to be honest. That's too much to be honest. But I'm warming to the idea of having someone with that profile on our team because mm. we need it. Um, mm. Simply to compete in these bigger games, I feel, or these more physical games. Um, I don't want to call it fucking bullying our midfield again, like the way I saw it last time. But when they had 10 men, he was pamming all my midfield all that over the place. So to watch, boy. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, and, and, 10 men. And now you see what I mean about Sabayos because that's not going to change. Mm. They're just going to run yeah, over us. Yeah, yeah. They're going to run over yeah. us. Yeah, yeah agree. I, I, At I least if we've got Zaha and Kepa, we just knock it long, blood. Yeah, yeah. Just knock it long, fam. Put it in the put it in the channels. <laughs> put it in the channels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do agree that someone like Kadira would be like in terms of attributes. Um, that's what I'm looking at, mate. Yeah, yeah. attributes, but, in, but his overall profile. My, but that's it, X, isn't it? X isn't attributes because man is finished. Yeah, he's finished. He's coast. Needs a one. Bobby, pump, right. him up, pump him up with painkillers and play five, five games nah, a year. Man. It's not about painkillers, man. Like, when, trust me, you know, when, you, when you get to them ages there, like, your body stops, it fails you, innit? Trust me, I know. I, know. I think so, he, he recently turned 32 as well, so yeah. I, just, I, I just think we need someone of that kind of profile. Mm. Um, obviously, desperation <laughs> um, has kicked in, um, and, and I think we might even do that deal, man. It looks really weird. Like, he was at the embassy the other day. Yeah. Um, you would actually want to offload him because um, of his wages. I think we'll end up maybe being desperate and doing it. And also, rumors, I think... the, sorry, yeah, the rumour is I will only do it if Elneny leaves and he's Elneny's replacement in the squad. That's mm. an expensive replacement, boy. No uh, transfer fee, though. You might get 10 but then, Yeah, but then you're paying... You're paying a, uh, is, he on, is he on a free transfer? Yeah. So that's you're going to pay him a huge Juventus signing said, on fee, then? He, he, Juventus said they would rescind his contract. <laughs> so does that mean he would get like a big signing on fee then if he's on a free? Probably, yeah. So you're probably looking at like five or six million pounds signing on fee as well. Who knows, man? That's crazy. You know, which How is... much can we get for a nanny? 10, 15 maybe? That's a lot of player. To, uh, that's a lot of money. If you're talking about... I, I can't see him doing yeah, anything less than 150k, five million pounds signing on fee. That's a hell of a lot yeah. for one year to be what fourth or fifth choice uh, option. I, I get get, get Willock some more creativity now because he might have to bulk up a little bit more. Willock could be the guy. Willock could. <laughs> to be, be honest, yeah. if you're gonna pay someone, I think he if, could. If you're gonna pay someone well, yeah. 160, 170 in wages, so what's that? That's gonna be the equivalent of about what seven, eight million a year, and then you're gonna pay a five mil signing on fee. That's gonna be what twelve. 12 mil or whatever yeah. why don't you yeah. try a cheeky one for um, Sangare just mm. say look we're going to pay you 8 mil up front and we'll pay you out 22 mil over X amount of years because rumours are he's only sort of going to go for about 20 to 25 mil right. euros mm. so why, why not try a cheeky one for Sangare like and him? actually get someone from the long term um, I think he's got work to do I think mm. he needs to be more polished yeah. but I love his physical attributes mm. and I do like He's, he's similar to Pepe. I don't know if his quality will transition over because he's a bit loose. Mm. But he's got the physical attributes. He's a reasonably good dribbler from central positions. He's mm. reasonably good under pressure from central positions. Very strong, good strides, 
good in tackles, good in duels. So I feel like that's the kind of attribute we need in midfield. So why not? Why not try? And, if you're going to spend all that money on Kadira, why not try and get him? He's 22 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. I definitely. Hear you, yeah. Fair enough. Um, um, I just I, we just need that profile. Um, yeah. Um, Sangare will definitely be my preference. Um, but I just feel like if we let that profile, we end up coming short in some games when we're thinking. If we just had that one guy just for this game, yeah. um, it would have been a big difference. So that's what I'm looking at it like that. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, it's got a, it's, it picked up a bit on the Tierney news, like all the ITKs, all the Arsenal ITKs are saying it's, it's done. Um, but then, you know, some of the mainstream media is saying, like, I just saw a news report today from the Daily Record, who I think are like one of Scotland's biggest papers. They've said that um, Arsenal uh, have, there's been no movement in the deal. So. I guess it's one of those ones where, you know, just like the other deals, we don't really know what's going on. Um, I believe yeah, it probably, probably still... Yeah, probably playing poker. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe it probably still will happen um, because the right people seem to be saying that uh, that it's done. Um, there's been a lot of voices coming out of Arsenal this week saying, you know, it's practically done. Now they're looking at, you know, other targets. Um, like a centre back, so hopefully we get Tierney done because I I've been binging on videos of him this week. Um, I love his PMP man. Um, it's needed, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Like he's like Kalasinac has got P, but like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's got P, P, but he hasn't got the other P. Yeah, Kalasinac is a madman. He can't. can't yeah. He, he's got PMP actually. He, he's actually pretty quick in a straight line. But he in a straight line, uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm no saying. Like kind of thing. And also, he can't defend. He's got no defensive instincts whatsoever. Yeah. Snatch. Like he, you can tell, he was not raised as a defender. Like he, he doesn't know what he's doing. No. So um, I would for... definitely Tierney is is a bit of me, definitely, man. I, yeah. I, I, I wanted him for a while. So he looks good, man. He looks good. He's got a whip on him, and uh, and he's breaks it. Very Brexit. He's, he's hard Brexit. He's a homegrown hard Brexit. We need that. We need that. Three red cards pen the season, though. Like, wow, well, don't care. <laughs> um, just in regard to that, though, um, if we were to sign Tierney, where does that leave Monreal and Klasnach? Who would go? Would anyone go? Because I don't know. I think, I, I I don't think none of them will go. Hmm. I reckon if we did get Tierney, then agents would start shaking around and I think you might get a Sociedad come in with like a three mil, four mil bid for Monreal or something. Which we must take because Monreal just... I don't think Monreal adds any real quality to our side anymore, does he? He's just... Hold on, hold on. I think... I, I would take it if it comes, but I feel like Emery could revert back to um, five at the back this year. So he's playing LCB. I would rather that option not be I mean? there. Oh, okay. I'd rather that not option not be there, so I'd get rid of um, Monreal if I'm being honest. I mean, in terms of squad space and in finances, you you have to get rid of one. Having three left backs makes no sense. Mm. Makes no sense, yeah. yeah. Unless 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 what happens is we don't get the centre back, and then he considers Monreal as that last centre back. But he's already said he can't play centre back in a two, so I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Then um, Rugani, obviously, there's been a few. Um, rumours about him about a loan deal I mean I said I said last week I don't know about these Italian defenders but I can't I can't I've, I haven't watched him so I can't really nah. say too tough um, I just too slow no PMP right. don't want it don't want it all I want now in my team is P and P to mm. the max I want everyone to be <laughs> yeah. I want everyone to be fast agile strong as yeah. a basic standard yeah. like not interested in any slow defenders fair enough man 
Any does any is anyone interested in Rugani? No. Um, I agree with the PMP thing. Um, so I just I'm tired of defenders getting physically bullied. So mm. I just don't want to see it again. <laughs> Yeah. I've seen Diego Costa punch Mustafi and Koshania, but I want to see that kind of trick. <laughs> right, get Gabriel back. <laughs> um, so, if not Rogani, then who who else? Because I I did see some. I'm seeing on I'm T. Yeah, on loan that would be nice. I've seen today some rumours. Yeah, with his knees, with his knees. On loan though. So 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 you want him to do his knees on our books? No, well, um, what, what, was, what was the injury that he had? I don't even know what the injury From what I hear, he's got no meniscus. Like His meniscus is finito. Oh, my God. Really? No, I, well, from what I hear, he's got, men- he's got a meniscal problem. So, I, like, he's had chronic problems for a long time uh, ever mm-hmm. since he had an injury. So, I, I'm not really interested in, any, in big money for any injured players. Mm-hmm. So, who does that leave us yeah. with then? Because the problem, the problem is we need to get the age profile of our centre-back. <coughs> because we're going to have Holding, who's young, um, Saliba, who comes in next season, who's young. Yeah. Socrates, who's aging. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you always need experience at the back, so you kind of want that person in that like prime bracket, age. exactly that mm. that prime bracket who can either play with Socrates and um, as he's aging and do his dog work for him, or has enough experience to bring on Saliba, Holding, etc., and hold it down. And the the, the, the ideal person has gone to um, Atletico and and Hermoso. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm, not really, I'm not really sure who, who, who else is about but we do need some experience but there's someone who's not too old I think and I looked a bit I looked a bit at the options to centre back for that age range and they're a bit limited as uh, so further down um, young centre backs there's quite a few and a lot of options um, but in that age range that uh, Leo has mentioned it's, it's pretty difficult and then um, I saw Amanda Izzo but again centre back a bit too short Um He's quick, but I, I need that prime PMP. I need him to be tall, good coordination. I don't want no dangly feet, mm. <laughs> and just bad pace. Do you know what I mean? So didn't Izzo um, just sign a new contract? Could... Has he? Oh, yeah. I think he just yeah, signed I mean... a new contract to Reno or something like that. I was read the other day. Oh right. Mm. Basically, we just need a copy of Kulibali somewhere. <laughs> <in the market. laughs> well, I, we saw a link. Um, I posted one in today about that bank. Um, uh, what's his name? Kamara, is it? But yeah, for Marseille. Um, apparently, well, I, I follow a few Frenchies, so I'm there translating on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, like, trying to do, do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but they said it's not for sale, innit? So. Fair enough, man. Um, all right, exits. Um, so we spoke about Mustafi a little bit, um, but that, that that seemed like. Do you know what? I was more excited about Mustafi leaving than Pepe joining. I'll tell you that because <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, if there was anything I learned from the Leon game was we can have all the quality in the world on the pitch, but. Just having Mustafi playing, yeah, means that we are susceptible to conceding a goal at any moment in the game. And we just need to get him off the box ASAP. So when I'm seeing 25 million euros from Monaco, it's like Christmas come early, mate. You know, like, I I, I, I was so excited about that. It's kind of gone a bit quiet, but... And I thought we were on banter as well, like saying 25 million euros. I was thinking... You sure, you know, like these guys watch Premier League, you know, they get Premier League in France. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I was a bit, you know, but I mean, if they want him, I would, I would sell him for a quarter of that. I really would. Just I get think, him um, I think, um, I, I don't know who, who was it, but someone in the group said something about him. I think it's, um, the Monaco links maybe come from Mendes, right. um, simply because we're working with Mendes right now and he's, mm. um, He's, start, he's helped us with the Pepe deal. He probably is trying to shop some of our players around. Right. So I don't know how credible or how 
concrete this 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 lead really is. Um, so um, maybe there's probably just probably just a hopeful one. Um, I've read something about Mustafi trying to prove himself. Like you've you proved enough. <laughs> you've done enough. Like he is the most like, proven player in the world right now, mate. <laughs> like there is no player in the world with more, with less to prove than Mustafi. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> Just, uh. but yeah, I mean, if we can get him gone, that's I hate to say it, it's almost like a new signing. Because like, realistically, who, who do you boys think we can actually sell this window still? Mm. Sorry, say that again. Who do you think we can still sell this window? Um, we can still go Al-Nenny, realistically. Al-Nenny, yeah. Alneni, if we've been... If we're, we can sell them all if we're sensible with cash, but the thing is, I think we're asking for ridiculous money for them. Alneni's like 10 mil, isn't it? 10 mil for Alneni, 10 mil for Kashoni, yeah, um, 20, 20 mil for Chambers, and, and 25 mil for Mustafi. Like, come on, bruv. We have to start being realistic. I, know, I yeah. understand, like, they want to, you know... They don't want to... You know, you have to go in hybrid negotiation, but at the same time, you don't want to scare teams off. You don't. You, if the interest is there and the interest is concrete, you want to you want to maintain interest. And um, ten million for Elneny, I reckon teams are probably looking at Elneny and thinking, can we get him for three or four? So if if ten is the starting point, they're just going to be like, well, we'll look we'll look elsewhere, especially on his wages yeah. as well. You know, he's not uh, Elneny's on what seventy eighty k maybe. Where's he going to get that? <laughs> And the thing is, you've got, think about the, you, you, you've got to think about the type of teams that will go after these players because El Nenny's going to be mid-table French clubs mm. and, and shit like that. So yeah. they, they can't afford 10 mil for, for any kind of centre mid. Yeah, because Shoney as well, we're asking for 10 million for, you know, we're not going to get 10 million from Rennes for Koscielny. Yeah. No, it's no. just not going to happen. No they don't even have 10 million to spend probably. So... We need to be a bit more realistic. Uh, Bielik is obviously leaving to Derby, um, which, you know, I mean, a lot of people were saying he could be the answer to our centre-back problems. I personally didn't... I, I, I watched him, and I didn't see anything that made me think, you know what, this is the guy we need. He looks he looks nice, you know, he's, he's solid on the ball. Um, bit stiff for me. Um, and I, that kind of put me off. So the fact that we're getting 10 million for him and he hasn't even... I don't, has he played a game for us? I don't know if, if he's played he's a competitive game for us before. Played two. Two games, right, yeah. I so think it's about two. That, that's, that's like the touch of the Chelsea's, you know, where they managed to sell a player for, you know, uh, 10 million that's never played for them before. So that's, that's a sign of good business from me. Um, I'm not too fussed if he goes on to be a great player because, you know, he doesn't really fit the profile of what I would like right now. Um, any thoughts on the Bielixel or no? Cool. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I did. I did kind of like his profile. Um, just someone that can um, evade pressure and bring the ball out of the defense. But listen, at the end of the day, we're a full strap for casual, and we have. And I don't think he will go into the first team as well. And I'm not sure how much how much opportunities he would be able to get. So I think Temu is a good deal for us. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> All right, let's um let's let's crack through some listeners' questions then before we wrap things up. Um, <clears throat> okay, uh, Kalechia Ianaku asks, uh, has Capo Raul surpassed David Dean's standing at this club? <laughs> like it might be a bit <laughs> like David Dean bought us our greatest ever manager. So I don't wait, know. wait. Uh, it, first thing first, first thing first. Is that, is that Kalechi? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Kalechi's the, the greatest. Kalechi, stop <laughs> tweeting. <laughs> Stop tweeting about Arsenal. I've added nothing to it. You are going to end. We will be finished. 
Shut your mouth. Leave it alone. Stop it. That's all I want to say. What is he? Is he? Is he speaking too soon? Is he? Bro, bro you well, literally just said it besides Zaha. We're gonna win the title, bro. <laughs> the whole time. If Kletcher said, yeah, besides Zaha. I'm at Mo Salah, I'm at LFC, I'm oh, everybody. Like, leave it alone. Like, it's it's all for me. Oh, he's Jesus. the one that's given Fahi the ammo to, to, to talk big, yeah? All right, cool. Oh, bro, Cop and Podcast are going to be a nightmare when Listen, that season Kalechi starts. Kalechi if this guy don't bang. Stop tweeting. They were very emotional today. They were very emotional today. Because, you know, we asked some questions on the Touchline account that they weren't quite happy with. But. You know, look, just just chill, Kalechi, right? Um, yeah, okay. just just wait in the shadows, man. You don't have to do it now, man. <laughs> Bruv, I, I will ring your mum to get a phone taken off you. I will <laughs> ring, I will ring her. I swear down. Stop tweeting. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I I don't think it has. It hasn't, has it? But um, it's it's a good sign because. I think when he came into the club, we we all had quite a lot of reservations about him because of his time at Barcelona and, you know, it it didn't seem to match the direction that we were looking to go forward with this whole, like, stats and smart kind of uh, scouting. Um, And also with the way we were being run previously as well, with, like, giving players inflated contracts when they they shouldn't have it. Raul seemed like the type of guy that uh, would kind of carry on that behavior but you know so 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 far so good from him um johan yo asks uh who should the start in 11 be against newcastle right. so obviously leno and goal yeah um if we well, sign we're Tierney, no back? we're going for it at the back 100 percent. well yeah so if we sign Tierney, it would be Tierney at left back Socrates has to play, obviously. Tierney's not going to be fit for the start of the season. Who? Tierney, he's not had any pre-season. He's been injured the whole time. What? He's got a hip injury. <laughs> Ostis Os- pubis. He's got, he's got Ostis pubis injury. And Ballerin is not, not, not going to be fit as well, is it? So, no. oh, right. no. Maitland-Lyre's right back. Left back probably Kolasinac on Monreal. Um, I think you have to go Monreal. Mm. I think he would go Kolasinac though. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Who's been playing? He'll definitely go Monreal. He would. He would definitely go Monreal. He go Monreal. Okay. And who? And who? And who would partner Socrates? Chambers. It's looking like Chambers at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's looking like Chambers. Yeah, because Mustafi played today, right? So no, no, no. Chambers played today as well, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. So we can't look too much into that. But but Chambers, Chambers played right back at the beginning today. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. So doesn't that mean that Mustafi is looking like he's... Nah, nah. Oh no, no, no! You can't be doing that. I mean, man. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, put bad thoughts in the air. But guys, we have to be realistic. Don't um, spoil the party already, bro. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, do you think? Oh, so this is from Mahogany Don. Do you think any wow. of... well, you eleven? You <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, sorry, sorry, we didn't <laughs> even. We... <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, sorry. I'm so used to firing through this questions. Yeah, twenty marks. We're getting five marks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, yeah, so we've done the defense midfield. Um, Captain Marvel. Jaka, Jaka is yeah. nailed on to start. Jaka and Genduzi, definitely. Jaka and Genduzi. Yeah. Özil. 
Yeah. Oh, I, no, but Ozil don't I'm travel not, to I'm, Newcastle, I'm, does he? He's never he's never played there before, has he? It's like once. Ah, shut up, man. Hey, listen, that, that's facts, bro. Like, <laughs> listen, like, listen. <laughs> Look, you need to stop this Ozil stuff, man. Listen, like, we're gonna Newcastle, fall out, man. <laughs> he's been to the Newcastle the same amount of times. It's gonna be Ozil, Lacazette, Aubameyang on the right, and then I'm not sure who on the left. It's gonna probably be one of the young, young, young ones. What? Oh, because Aubameyang isn't back yet, is he? No one, no one's been back, so it might be Nelson. But didn't he get injured today? Uh, I, I didn't even see, I, I didn't see him get injured. I'm not sure. <laughs> Mkhitaryan maybe? Oh yeah, Mickey, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, Mickey will probably yeah probably. Mkhitaryan, but he'll probably go for someone more senior, won't he? So probably. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And he likes he likes Mkhitaryan in away games. Um, all right, yeah. So does everyone agree with that lineup? Yeah. yeah. I'm good to move on now. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, yeah, so sorry, Mahogany Don. We will get to your question now. Yeah, um, he asked, uh, "Do you think any of Arsenal's young players could win the Young Player of the Year?" No, no, no I don't think any of them are going to get significant game time, are they? Not. Enough. I don't think any of them are good enough either. Right. No. Yeah, that's, good. that's a fair point. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we have got one from Blue Emperor. Maybe Gendouzi, actually. Sorry. Oh, God. Don't let this hear I, I still, I still have faith in Emil Smith, but obviously he's not going to be here this year. No, but nah, Ge- German young player of the year, yeah. Yeah, let's, maybe let's, man. Let's hope so for your football index. I think that will go to Madison next year. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm about to drop some stock in them. What, what's happened to Madison rumors? Like I thought he was, he was about to join Man United and stuff. Now I think asking price is so high, isn't it? Mm. Leicester is mad. Yeah, I think he'll play well next year though, because I think Leicester are going to pop. I think Leicester are going to yeah, pop a pop. I agree. Yeah. Alright, and Blue Emperor asked, one reason our defending was so poor last year was how one-dimensional our attack was. What do you think of the idea that defending by stacking the attack is a valid approach for the Premier League? Teams fear you on the counter. City, for example, had really low tackling numbers. Um, again, I think I've mentioned this on previous pods. It's not City... It's, people think it's just because City have an amazing attack. It's their shape. When they lose City's attacking attack shape actually stops counter-attacks mm. because as soon as the ball breaks down they all know where they have to be and they all know to press it. Arsenal shape their centre-backs are too wide and there's a massive hole in the middle of the pitch. Mm. When the ball breaks down it's one because we don't expect it to break down and two we don't have a plan for when it breaks down. Three we don't have a good shape when it breaks down. Yeah. So I feel like yes stacking the attack can be an, an idea but if you start the attack with quality you do that by keeping the ball the problem is we don't have the quality in the final third so the moves always break down and then the shape is poor that, yeah. when the moves break down yeah. the shape is poor so that's why we actually yeah. leak goals and it's very very easy to counter attack us once the ball has broken down whereas City if you have, if you they lose that ball if Sane tries to dribble cut inside and loses that ball you've got a three man midfield who are there they're onto him you've got Sane who goes and presses him there you've got Aguero which comes back there they've got a shape they will press the ball and they will at least slow you down and we just haven't got that yeah. and I think one one big thing as well is that they're just their strength with the ball and um, they're starving off the ball so much that when you actually win the ball you don't know what the fuck to do with it so mm-hmm. and then they're onto you like a rash so um, yeah you don't keep the ball long enough um, yeah they're just completely different animals to be honest mm-hmm. um, in terms of quality and coach um, I think they're, they're not comparable to any Premier League team yeah cool um, Baba uh, Baba Ronald he asked if Zaha is added to the squad, um, we can skip this question because I've asked it. But if we were to keep all track, all, all the players, do you think a four-four-two would be possible with the with our side? Uh, we don't have the centre mid for it. 
What would be the centre mids? For, so you would need you would need a Sangare to partner. You would have need you you would have needed Ramsey and Torreira or something like that. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, you, you you need bare energy. You need bare energy. You, you need you need an engine. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and then and then obviously two of our best players are not even playing. Especially if you're playing Zaha on one side and Pepe on the other side, that's a very offensive. Because um, the thing is, a four-four-two. If you're going to play compact four, where, you, where we did when we had um, 2017 with Haleb on one side and Brzezinski on one side, that's different because you've got four people making basically a four-man midfield, and yeah. they can win the midfield battle. When you've got Zaha and Pepe, they're more forwards, so you're going to have it's literally a four-two-four. So that too has to be putting in mad work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need some of that Endombele, man. Mm, Endobele Endobele only turns up for big games bro. Yeah, yeah yeah he can but, he, but, but, but man, 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 can, man can chill like he's got a mad engine when he wants to but, but sometimes he's just on a slipping drip and drown thing like mm. just like around the corner yeah, just chill, sometimes. walking around you know just looking uh, looking slick if we're going to use someone from Spurs <laughs> I would have said more Sissoko in a 4-4-2 no? yes but yeah Sissoko would be an ideal midfielder in a 4-4-2 because mm. yeah you, it's just animal your PMP. Um, uh, PMP. Yeah, I don't appreciate you calling him an animal, Leroy. That's uh, a. <laughs> 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 uh, because if I had said that, yeah, if I had said that, I'd be taken off radio, mate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Try and do one more last good one. Okay. All right. Let me just quickly scroll up. Uh, God, there's so many. Um, all right, here, we'll do this one. Um, this is from DX Mil Milade with a CB and maybe Tierney <clears throat> and maybe Tierney before the window ends. Do you think a third place finish is realistic? Top four is realistic. I'm not sure about third place. It really depends on Spurs kind of dropping off like they did last year. Hmm. Um, but I think top four uh, it has to be done. Like if that is, if we have them them two signing on as well to um to what we we've got right now. Um, I'm actually up. Obviously, I, I believe Emery's a bum, <laughs> but yeah. I think it'd be hard for him to mess that up. It'd yeah. be hard for him to mess that up. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of praying on. Um, so I'm, I'm watching this this situation at Real Madrid a bit closely. Yeah, so Real Madrid have looked awful in preseason, and uh, you know there's all sorts of rumours that he's falling out with. Obviously, Bell is he's having issues with Bell, um, and you know they they were awful last season anyway. So I'm wondering if Zidane has a nightmare start to the season, which is possible after their preseason. Today they were getting outplayed at parts by bloody Fenerbahce who were awful oh my god yeah exactly yeah. Uh, they won the game in the end but um, it's nothing to shout about I'm just wondering if Real Madrid have a really bad start to the season I know Zidane has got a lot of um, kudos in the tank but Real Madrid act hastily and I just wonder if they sack Zidane would they would be stupid again to not go for Poch again right and if they upset Poch boy Spurs could be in trouble this season. That's that's my that's my thesis, yeah. isn't it? That's my that's yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you have you seen his comments? Have you seen his comments about yeah. he's not a manager? He's just yeah. a coach. He has no clue. Yeah, what's going he's on upset, man. He's upset. Like, oh, this is really sounding sweet, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm surprised. But there's a few things coming out from their club, right? Yeah. So because Terry, I'm not. Kier, um, what's his name? What's his name? Yeah, uh, Kieran Trippier. 
Trippier, Trippier, Trippier came out and said there was a thing going on in the background that he's not happy with, mm. but he's not going to talk nice. about it. Then you've got Danny Rose who was looking to move, and now he's back in the squad. And then now you've got Poch come out and they did those comments. So, but, do you know what? Do you know what? Um, what's worth noting out as well? Yeah, you know what's worth noting as well is that um, Alderweireld and Ericsson are going into the last year of their contract. They're surely not going to extend. So, what's going to happen with them? Um, if they don't move on, Ericsson are they going to be able to sign or sell? So. That's probably going to upset Poch as well. So, in a way, I'm I'm hoping for Madrid failure. Then um, they'll come for Poch. Yeah, I think that could I think that could be something to watch. But you know, Real Madrid have got a good side. So, Lou, you're a betting man, isn't it? This is because yeah, I'm a betting man. Things. I'm I'm trying to forecast the market here, mate. I'm uh, you know like Bobby Axelrod here, mate. I'm looking. <laughs> trying to get all the pieces in play you know but yeah all right cool um is third place realistic um yeah potentially potentially uh, well um, yeah i think it is because what how many points were we away last season it was like two points one. was it one point one, oh. it, oh, but no that's from fourth though that's from fourth yeah i can't remember that was from fourth points. but third weren't a big gap either no i don't mm. believe it was uh let me just check the table now uh, I think it was two points. Two points. Two points, yeah. it? Two yeah. points from Chelsea, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's realistic. It's realistic, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen because I, I feel that they're three teams which are clearly better than the other three. Mm. Um, so I, I would be very, very surprised unless like something goes wrong, like with Poch or something goes wrong um, with Liverpool and they don't start well or something. I just feel like them three are going to be clearly top three. But. Did- and you've got to remember, Chelsea can't sign them. Man United, I don't even know what's going on with Man United. And you got, but Tottenham, what, they lost 13 games last season, I think? Mm. They did, they did lose yeah, a lot of games. But then they've, they've strengthened, so they've got Ndombele. Um, mm. yeah, but that's he's, it. He's going to be a monster, but... After all of that, I actually fell into the trap. Sweet. Alright, on that note, let's wrap it up. Um, (laughs) uh, Guys, just remember another uh, reminder that um, we do have a live show on the 11th of August, which is, you know, it's not too far away now. Um, We will be doing the live screening of the Newcastle Arsenal game and the Man United Chelsea game. So get your tickets on shibs.com. It's going to be a great day. we're going to do a live show afterwards as well, so you can hear some of our opinions on uh, on on the stage. It's just going to be great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, come along to that. Um, let's uh, make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter. We're um, Touchy Gooners on Twitter. If you haven't followed us already, and obviously subscribe to us on Touchline Frackets if you don't, and use the hashtag as well. Um, and we'll be back the same time next week, um, guys. It's been it's been a pleasure. Cool man. See you later. In a bit, in a bit. To 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Could have had that fight, but I'm in walk on sight. Man, I have to drop that mic.
you're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with a good oh, energy. Man, gonna work with a bad young vibe. One of these guys can't do it. It's a push me take my shine. That's the response of Arsenal. And Chelsea simply lost their focus in the joy of equalising. Can he go all the way here? Total Wine & More is a wonderland to explore. Thousands of wines and spirits, unexpected pairings and great gifts, low prices and helpful guides. Make the holidays magical at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21. Sports Social Podcast Network.